you are Locked On NFL, your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Friday edition of the Locked On NFL Podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Chris Carter. He's your boy Q. I'm from Locked On Steelers. He's from Locked On Raiders. You know who we are. We're closing out the, the week. It's a strong week. No draft talk anymore. The schedule was released. Q, it's good to it's good to see your face here. We're, we, we, talk on, we talk on camera, y'all. Uh, y'all can't see us. But it's good to see your face here. It's good to be chatting up with my guy. I, I got to ask. How how serious did y'all take it in Raider region over there about the schedule release? I let you finish your sentence, but there's no such thing as a Raider region. It's Raider Nation. I knew I knew you were trying to get there. I knew you were trying to get fly off top. I let you have it for a second. I wanted you to think that you got one over on me. Never. I could be a dead man in my coffin and I'll still raise a I'll raise like, a shit about that. What'd you say? Exactly. <laughs> the first time, the first time I said I said that, you said, "Oh, wait a minute, player." I was like, "Oh, <laughs> I tripped a wire for Q." So that's why I always bring it up. <laughs> right, that's right. That's the way to get me fired up early in the show. But it's all good. I'll tell you though, the schedule release was a big deal. I mean, the fan base—you know, fans—they lose their mind. Everyone wants to see a schedule. I'm interested in seeing it too, just to, for multiple reasons. But uh, yeah, man, Raider Nation was so fired up about the schedule, and then of course, once it was released. And they looked at it. They thought, "Oh man, our schedule sucks. We we have a terrible, you know what I mean." So everyone was saying, "Q, how did the NFL do us like that?" And I thought, "Man, hey, it's it is what it is. It's, it's out there, and 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 that's what they got to go ahead and they got to go fight it out." Well, let's do some news and notes before we get into some of the some of that schedule talk. Uh, top of the news: Chiefs traded to get the Vikings cornerback, former first rounder Mike Hughes. Uh, yeah. To me, this was a must get. The Chiefs need help on defense. Um, I know everyone's excited about Pat Mahomes, but um, the, the, we we saw what happened when things started to go south for that team. If he's under pressure, if their if their offense is struggling, that defense cannot save them in, in a game. It, it can it can hold on for a little bit, but if your offense is like non-existent for 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 half of a game, you're in trouble. If you're the Chiefs, that's why you need to get some some players of higher pedigree in the secondary. Yeah, I think it was a really good move that they made. It was kind of one of those uh, moving in silence type moves. No one really saw them making this move. There wasn't any reports about it. I saw that, you know, Mike Hughes was on the trade block, but no one had said, hey, the Chiefs are interested or whatever. That usually kind of rolls out before a trade happens. And look, it's a good trade. It's good value for the Chiefs. Uh, They're not giving up a whole lot for a guy who's been banged up quite a bit throughout his course of his career. Former first round pick out of UCF, number 30 overall. Uh, I mean, he, he he ended up on IR at the end of October, I believe, in 2020 with a torn ACL. Uh, he's been out before, uh, missed plenty of times. So uh, if it pans out, if he's healthy, I think it's a good addition to that secondary. If it if it isn't, I think they gave up like a six round draft pick for it. You know what I mean? Like not yeah. not a whole lot. You see that they've been addressing their needs. Whatever they saw in the Super Bowl that they didn't like. That, that makes them feel like they're not going to be able to get back there. They've addressed it this offseason. You got to give the Chiefs in that front office a lot of credit. Moving along with the news and notes here, uh, it, continuing in the saga of Deshaun Watson Man. and what's going on with him and, you know, the, the case with the with the accusations against him. Uh, there was a, a statement released by Deshaun Watson's lawyer that seems like they are still not backing down. Like We're months into this uh, this situation where he's been accused by several women 
of of sexual harassment and you know several other things and uh you know from from day one q and you and i talked about this when this when this story broke was that they have deshaun watson's team has maintained his innocence they've said they said we're not taking any settlements and that took another step forward on thursday when Deshaun Watson's attorney, Rusty Harden, released this statement. He said, in a recent interview, Mr. Busby, the, the attorney representing the accusers, stated that a settlement is not happening, in quotes. He said, we certainly agree that there are currently no settlement negotiations being conducted. While we have never approached Mr. Busby about a settlement, he has approached us on numerous occasions in the past about the possibility of a settlement. We have made clear all along that there would be no settlement unless the terms are made public and all participants participants are allowed to speak in their own defense at all times. We want none of the participants, the plaintiffs or Mr. Watson, muzzled by a settlement agreement. Mr. Busby does not feel the same. I'm a little bemused by Mr. Busby's pronouncing piously that his clients are not going to settle and that they want their cases to play out in court. The fact that this whole thing started with his attempt to extort money and avoid court costs that uh, shows that irony is not dead. I guess it just has been raised to a new level. That was a lot of shots fired in a two paragraph statement there, Q. Yeah, no, it really was, man. And it's crazy because it's been kind of silent, you know, as far as the, the lawyers talking and firing back and forth by way of the media, which is how the whole case got started, was firing shots through the media, social mm -hmm. media, as a matter of fact. And so it's really strange that this is going on. So to me, when I hear all that, even though I can't really digest it all and tell you exactly what it means, I feel like that there's a lot going on in the background. And I think that not a resolution. I don't want to, you know, just say, oh, this is almost over. But it feels like that they're about to come to some kind of middle even ground or something something's about to pop and now they're just trying to get their maybe get a little bit of edge in uh by way of the media like they're trying to fire back up but i feel like that this thing may be maybe coming to a head at some point soon i mean something has to happen i mean i'm not sure if there's a middle ground to be had right now q because you know, the, the sean watson's team was like bring it on like you know like you keeps like you know according to this is saying you keep asking us for a settlement then going out and saying you're not asking for a settlement which one is it buddy um I'm interested to see, you know, if if you're saying like this, because here's the thing: if you're a defense attorney and right. you're and you're working with, with Deshaun, and you know, if if he's maintaining his innocence and you're feeling strong about that, that's what that that's your play here. You know, you don't, you know, if if you can get if you could have gotten a settlement and ended this and gotten him back to playing and not having to worry about this, and you know, maybe you just deal with some 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 you know some things in the uh, court of public opinion, you might have taken that if you known that known that he did these things. Uh, but they're ma he's maintaining that he did not do this. Uh, you know, I, again, I'm not saying either way here. This just this seems like these are like you like kind of like you're saying these are two uh, two trains on the same track running right at each other, and neither one of them seems to be backing off. No, they don't. But it, to me, it, it feels like almost a situation where you know when someone's about to get in a fight and they kind of really don't want to fight. But then someone gets in the middle and is like, hey, man, calm down, calm down. Then all of a sudden they kind of puff up their chest mm -hmm. a little bit more mm -hmm. and they get a little bit wild. Like then they really want to fight when they know that there's no fight to be had. I kind of feel like that that's what it's, it's, it is now. It's almost like, you know, now that they know that there's not going to be a fight, now is when they're going to start pumping up their chest. I, I'm not sure. I could be reading it completely wrong. It just feels like there's a lot of talking without, a, without too much to back it up, if you know what I mean. No, I know exactly what you mean. It's a lot of crazy stuff. Uh, but there was some more talking done, finishing out news and notes here, by Teddy Bridgewater. <laughs> uh, he was talking to Patrick Peterson and Brian McFadden 
uh, Q, uh, th- there was some pretty uh, pretty interesting stuff he was saying there about what was going on last year. Yeah, he was talking about the fact that they didn't practice the red zone and they didn't practice a two-minute drill very often in Carolina. Now, obviously, Teddy Bridgewater is no longer a Panther quarterback. They traded him to Denver after one year as a starting quarterback there in Carolina. And he's basically saying, hey, like Joe Brady, he's offensive coordinator. If he's going to grow as a, as a coach, they've got to do these things uh, uh, better. They've got to be able to practice the red zone. They've got to be able to practice a uh, two-minute drill, which is very important. That's one of the most important or a couple of the most important drills that you're going to do in a practice period. I mean, if you want to have anything worked out, it's going to be red zone and it's going to be the two-minute drill. Uh, you know, Matt Rule, he's the first first year head coach last year. Uh, and and I'll tell you, as a guy that covered Matt Rule when he was the head coach there at Baylor, he does things kind of his way. And the first year he does things his way. Sometimes he rolls out some drills that people shake their head like, why is he doing that right now? And that's way old school. So maybe year one with Matt Rule, that wasn't a big emphasis, which sounds weird. Like, why wouldn't it be an emphasis? Yeah. And I'm not trying to give him an excuse. He had some kind of an idea why he did that, and they had some kind of idea why they did that. And I know Matt Rule kind of pushed back on it and said, well, we think that our process was fine and we worked we worked on everything that we were supposed to work on the way we were supposed to work on it. But it seems like maybe, you know, him as a first-year head coach, not really a, a, an offseason because of, a, of COVID, maybe it didn't go as well as it might have uh, seemed like it was going from, uh, from a distance. Maybe not. Maybe not. We will certainly see how that progresses uh, in Car- in Carolina, you know, they got, they got Sam Donald now, so we'll see how that goes. Um, but uh, Q, we're going to take a quick break here. We come back. I want to get your thoughts on some schedule talk here. We're going to talk about the strength of schedule. Because trust me, that's something that people cannot <laughs> shut up about in Pittsburgh. We'll talk about that right after this. But first, a word from our friends at betonline.ag. Betonline.ag, the only place that we trust here in the Lockdown Podcast Network to place bets on. Even though football season's over, there's a ton of different ways to make money by gambling on sports right now. If you go to betonline.ag today and sign up for your free account, you'll get a 50% bonus to your first deposit simply by entering the promo code LOCKEDON. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, LOCKEDON, all capital letters and all one word, and that will get you your 50% bonus on your first deposit. Right now, sure, the NFL is done, but you can put money down on where certain free agents might be going in the NFL. You can also bet on college basketball, the NBA, and the NHL. All different ways to get off the sidelines and get in on the action. BetOnline.ag. Remember, use that promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, LOCKEDON, all capital letters, all one words, to get a 50% bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Back here on the Locked On NFL Podcast, it's the Friday edition with Chris Carter and your boy Q of Locked On Steelers and Locked On Raiders. Q, we already knew who opponents were. Like That's one thing that I think people get a little too riled up about when there's like, oh, the NFL screwed us with this, that, and the third. It's like, well, okay, May, the, the one thing that can screw you is like, you know, when games happen. But these opponents are predetermined by a formula that's based on, you know, a just randomly rotating between divisions and then B playing against teams that you finished uh, finished against in, in, the, in the same uh, in the same position in your division as. So it's like, it's, it's not a, it's not like the, the NFL picks and chooses that now it, the NFL does pick and choose when these games happen. And I think that's where um, people can, can get riled up about, but the, the strength of schedule has been out for a while now. And trust me, Q, it's all Steelers fans have talked about. 
because the Steelers have the highest strength of schedule. They their their opponents combined winning percentage of 2020 was 574. Um, uh, they had the most wins of 155, 115, and two because apparently there were two ties in there. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, but you know, but it, I just I don't buy into the strength of schedule stuff. I just I, I, it doesn't, especially we're in we're in early May. Like right. this doesn't, we don't know who's going to be who we don't know if a team's going to fall off or, 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 or rise up, you know, like one, one of the reasons the Steelers had such a low strength of schedule last year was because they were, they, everyone's like, well, you're playing in the AFC North. So all you're going to have to do is worry about the Ravens. And then the Browns rose up and it's like, okay, well, you know, the, the Browns were a playoff team that you, that you had to face. The Steelers faced eight playoff teams last year right. um, and went five and three against them. And I'm like, okay, when people talk about that schedule, they, they often, they often think, oh, well, your winning percentage, of, of the year before of those teams said those teams sucked, but that doesn't matter when you're playing those teams in the current season. Right. Exactly. You know, the thing about it is so funny, you know, looking at the uh, percentage, like you said, for the Steelers, 574, the first, what 15, the first 15, no, sorry. The first, yeah, no, like 17 or 16, whatever it is, there's a couple tied there. They're all over 500. Yeah. You know what I mean, like half the league is over 500. So yep. I mean, what does it matter? Again, it's in May, and and some of those teams that were really good in 2020 probably won't be really good in 2021. Yeah. And there's some teams that are probably real low that weren't very good in 2020 that are probably going to be really good, like the Falcons. They they were very bad in 2020. They might be good. They might be really, really good, and all of a sudden, you don't think that they're even a tough team on the schedule, and they're one of the toughest teams on the schedule. I mean, it's just it's so funny, man, when in May – you know, it's just, and I get it. It's for the fans to get fired up about. It's it's for the fans to banter back and forth about and, uh, you know, discuss it. And that's great. It's great for sports radio. It's great for podcasts just to kind of break it down. But, I mean, honestly, in May, it means nothing. It means about as much as Tim Tebow on the Jaguars right now. <laughs> so, it's, it means nothing. And I didn't mean to try to open that Pandora's box. I'm just saying it's like some things don't really matter right now. Now, I mean, when you get into the schedule and you get into the season and, you know, some of these teams are really, really good. And then, like you said, a team like the Browns jump up and end up being a playoff team. Wow, that just adds to your strength of schedule. So there you go. But ultimately, man, it doesn't matter. It's just a schedule. Every team in the NFL is good, in my opinion, even the bad ones. And I don't think that it's ever easy for a team to walk into any stadium and just get an NFL victory. I don't believe that. Now, some teams, a little easier than others. I get it. But there's no such thing, in my opinion, as an easy dub in the NFL. Right. Like, you know, like, does how, how does that play into, like, you know, and that's something I remind people because people, people say, oh, that one of the one of the famous statements around here in Pittsburgh is that the Steelers, they can't beat the easy teams. They struggle to beat the teams they're supposed to beat. And I'm like, only dunces who don't watch the entire NFL say that because every team struggles to beat teams that they're quote unquote supposed to beat. If you watch, if you watch the Patriots enough in the Tom Brady Belichick days, even in their prime, they would struggle with the bills, with the dolphins, with random NFC teams. that you're like, huh, why are they, why are they still in this game? You know, it was just like, you know, when the jets would occasionally give the, give them a good run for their money. And it it wasn't that they, uh, they, Oh, they took the team less seriously. These are all NFL teams. Like, you know, like you said, over half the league, it's, it has has a uh, ha, their their teams are about half the league has teams that are their winning percentage of their opponents and their strength of schedule is over five hundred. Right. I, I went and looked up uh, last year's strength of schedule, guys. There were nineteen teams that were either that their their strength of schedule was at either five hundred or above. It's just 
it's part it's the parody of the nfl teams are a lot closer to each other than like college football or other or other sports well, like that and chris the worst team is 430 the eagles have the easiest schedule in air quotes and that that winning percentage is 430 i mean if in, if you're in baseball you're a hall of famer yeah. <laughs> you know what i'm saying like come on man i mean it's still it's not like you're right it's not like college football where you can look at a schedule and say well that's six wins right there that's yeah, alabama's the whole, beating the northeast michigan and all yeah, these other exactly teams. you know it's not it's not like you're trying to get bowl eligible this is not college football this is the nfl hell i always say and you could disagree with me if you if you believe that you know i'm wrong i always say the toughest team to play is a team that, that hasn't won a game yet you know they're, I agree with they're that. The hungriest team. They're the ones that got their backs against the wall, and they're pros. They don't want to get embarrassed. They don't want to go over the season. Nobody wants to be that team. And you know, every once in a while, there's a team that pops up, and they do that. But nobody wants to do it. Hell, even Jacksonville won one game in 2020. Exactly. I mean, I mean, you know, what what happened with the Jets when they were? It, it, everyone was thinking like, oh, they're going to be the number one seed. They're going to get Trevor Lawrence, and then they beat the Browns in like week 16, and everyone's like, oh, never mind. The Jaguars got it. You know, it's 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 things like that where their team these players do have pride about themselves like they you know people talk about tanking and all these other things there are players that these players still they want to win football games they don't like losing they don't just like you know if, if even if an organization is kind of like okay we're accepting the losses of the of this season because it's just the way that we're the, the place that we're in right now but the players they don't want to accept that they're like i don't want to have a, a two and 14 season that's that's terrible it's boring it's a that's a that's a humiliating i don't want to go through that so yeah the the idea that when you have an easier strength of schedule i think it's heavily overplayed you know and and, and like like in the, even like again comparing to last year the uh the patriots had the toughest strength of schedule at 537 and then this year it's at 574 for the steelers it's like 40 points higher it's like oh but it doesn't ultimately matter because no. when you look at the um you look at a lot of these teams you know last year you know how many people expected the Dolphins to rise up that quickly? How many right. people expected the NFC to be so inept with, with, with how they played? Um, you know, if you're looking at Tampa Bay, it, you know, if you were building a strength of schedule, you're going off of their record in 2019 for 2020, that record has nothing to do with Tom Brady and Antonio Brown and Rob Gronkowski all in, yeah. and, and Leonard Fournette sure. all join the team, does it? No, it doesn't. That's, yeah. that's what I'm saying. And that, that's both of our points here is that the strength of schedule stuff is just stupid. Right. And, and that's just one of the factors of the schedule. That's one of the things that people look at is the strength of schedule and determine if their team has a good one. And I say that in air quotes or a bad <laughs> one. That's that's just the part of the schedule that I don't think matters. Now, there are things that matters. There are things that I look at. Strength of schedule is just not one of them. We'll talk about some of the things we do look at in the third segment here to wrap up the show. But first, we got to talk to you about our friends at Built Bar. You need a snack that's going to both help you get through the rest of your day, but also be good for you. That's where Built Bar comes in. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. They have 18 amazing flavors, including six of their newest ones, being caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisps. There's so much to enjoy. And also, don't forget, they help you lose and maintain weight. They're low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, and great for anyone that's currently on a keto diet. Right now, Built Bar has a special promo code for you to get a great deal on their website. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON15 to get 15% off your next order. Again, that's LOCKEDON15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, and you'll get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. 
Welcome back to the Locked On NFL Podcast. I'm Chris Carter. He's your boy Q. I'm from Locked On Steelers. He's from Locked On Raiders. We're finishing out your Friday episode, getting you into the weekend. Now, we gave you all, all the nonsense, all, all the things that are capping about the <laughs> uh, the strength of schedule. I remember it. I remember it. We, we, were, we were thinking about doing cap, no cap, but we're just kind of just keeping it straightforward right now. That next but, week. Cap, no cap, next week. Cap, no cap, next week. Tease. Um, But – in all seriousness, things that were interesting to look at about this schedule is you know, looking at when you have to do some of your like like a lot of your traveling. Like one of the things yeah. that I always look for uh, when I'm picking teams that I find evenly matched, at least on paper. And I'm not I'm not talking about right now. I'm talking about when we get to the season and we're actually seeing teams play and right. I'm looking at I'm looking at. How far does this team got to travel? How much? How far did they travel recently? Because that stuff does impact teams. Like, you know, and that's something that does. When you talk to players, it's like, man, when you had to travel from the East Coast to the West Coast, West Coast, or vice versa, and you're, and and then you did it last week, and then you got to go short this week. How many times do you do, do you have to do that? That's really going to mess with you. And like, for example, for the Steelers, they go a stretch of about two months at one point in the schedule, where they're going to have to fly twice. And because you look like from from October 10th when they played the Broncos, all the way into I think December 26th or no December 9th when they play when they play the Vikings, their only real game they're gonna have to fly for is, is all the way to Los Angeles to play the Chargers. But they get all these other teams at homes. Then they then they get the Browns on the road, which they drive to all the time. The Bengals on the road, which they drive to all the time. Like that is an advantage. That that is something that's good for you. Um, but there's times where. Sometimes you got to fly to Los Angeles, or if you're in Los Angeles, you got to fly to New York, and then you might have a Thursday night game right after that. That kind of stuff, that is when the NFL stuck you with something. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, when I look at a schedule and, you know, as I cover the Raiders, you know, obviously they're that West Coast team that has to travel a lot from West to East. And so they always have a lot of frequent flyer miles. I mean, it's just that's what it is. And, you know, I always look at when are they going to have to travel and when are they going to play in the cold games? I think that that matters. You know, as a West Coast team, they're looking for the cold games. But I'll tell you, man, as you're talking about traveling, I I do think, and this is kind of weird the way that it it shook out, I just take the first seven games for the Raiders. They're at home against Baltimore, Mm -hmm. on the road against Pittsburgh, at home against Miami, on the road against the Chargers, which is still basically a home game, and then at home against the Bears, on the road, at home. So it's like, at home, on the road, at home, on the road, at home, on the, there's no consistency, there's no continuity, it's not two games in a row where you're at home, or even two games on the road, on the road, it's just, it's really weird how they did that, and I haven't really seen that, but, I mean, it is what it is, you play the games on your schedule, you get used to it, but um, one of the major things I look for on the schedule as well is, is when's the bye week, you know, yeah, how, yeah. when do you get that week to, to recharge the batteries and try to make that second half push, and so I think that that's a big key, some teams get them very early in their schedule, I think that that stinks, I remember what a couple of years ago, I can't remember who it was, but they got a buy the last week of the season. I was like, really? The last week of the season, you couldn't have gave them a, a buy before that? Like, that's that's yeah, dirty. I, I forget that, what team that, it was, but that happened like a year ago, maybe two. The, the, see, no, it is messed, messed up. It's also messed up when they just straight up take your bye week like they did the Steelers last year. That's a good that, point. That, 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 that was messed up. But but see, there's also times where it really works out for you when it's later. Like, like the Steelers right, right now this year, seventh. You know, Raiders week eight that's a good mid-season yeah. like you've been through two months of playing you're probably a little banged up now you get a chance to ice up get some guys back and get back out there make the second and set season second half of the season push but like the the buccaneers they benefited 
from an early December bye week. And you think like, man, that's a long time to go without playing. But go back and look at the way that they were playing before their bye week. In November, they were th- one and three. Tom Brady was throwing multiple interceptions like all every game, just not playing well. He was they were getting beat by the Rams and the Chiefs and, and the Saints. They, they, you know, their, their one game was a win over the Panthers, who they were the Panthers. And they weren't even practicing red zones, apparently. Um, but after that bye week, they went ballistic. They beat the they, they they won every single game after that. They won four games, made it to the playoffs, then won all four games in the playoffs, including the Super Bowl. And so sometimes that by you're right, that bye week play can play a huge role in yeah. getting everyone back in order. And again, look at Tom Brady's numbers before that bye week and after. He was throwing multiple interceptions after that. Uh, you know, before before the bye week, then after that, they didn't commit a turnover until the final week of this of the regular season they went three the next three straight games after the bye week there wasn't a single turnover for right. uh for them so stuff like that can really turn things around it, it really can like the Colts, for example this year they have a bye week very very late you know the first week in december and so they have four games left to close out the season with a bye uh also i believe that uh the eagles they also are in that situation the patriots are in that situation you know that first week in december they're taking their bye so they'll end up the season with four games that could hurt you or that can help you you know if you're really banged up early in the season it could hurt you it could hurt you in a major way because you're just trying to get some rest you're trying to get some guys back but if you can kind of navigate through the waters and then get to that bye week and then have a, a, a week off and, and then boom you only got four games left you might be able to make that playoff ball. Absolutely. You know, so again, it, it's often the timing of things. Again, when people, you know, people were talking about like, oh, they stuck us with these opponents. The opponents are, are set. What's not set is when you play, play these games, you know, and, and, and when, like, you know, for example, when do you play Thursday night football? Cause you know, you know yeah. every team's going to go through it at some point, you know, do you, do you play them right? You play a team right away. Is your, is the team you play on Thursday night football or before, is that when you play one of your biggest opponents? Like, for example, you know, uh, you know, when everyone's looking at if you got the Chiefs on your on your on your schedule, you're like, okay, can we play them on a 1 p.m. Sunday right after another 1 p.m. Sunday? Because you don't want to have to have to have a short week gearing up for those guys. Or right. after if you just had a long battle with them and you're like, man, we need to recover from that. You know, <laughs> you, you want to make sure you have a full week to recover from that. So those are the type of the things. You don't want to play them when they're coming off their bye either. That's another thing to pay attention to. If yeah. you're a team, if you're team specific, pay attention to when your your opponents are coming off their bye and how rested will they be against the team that you're covering. And I'll tell you, as a guy who covers the Raiders, the Chiefs are damn near perfect coming out of the bye. They just don't lose coming out of the bye week. That is something to definitely pay attention to. Last season, I said I felt like the Raiders were going to win the, the week five game against the, the Chiefs because that was in Arrowhead and they hadn't got to the, their bye week. And, well, the Raiders went to Arrowhead and got the dub. But they went to Las Vegas, they hosted them, and the Chiefs were coming off a bye. And guess what? They lost. The Chiefs just don't lose coming off a bye. That's something to pay attention to. And that's a team that could potentially be in the, play, in, in the Super Bowl. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, there's there's only been one time in NFL history that that, that Andy Reid is in the playoffs has has lost coming off a bye because even his years with the Eagles, his yeah. teams came out prepared. There was only one time he lost to him, and of course it was to Steeler Nation. Um, just Let's to- say it didn't happen to them. <laughs> Why you got the podcast and end the podcast with some nonsense? Book ending, man. Book ending, baby. We, we get in the middle, and then you started and ended with garbage. <laughs> You know, that's how we do here. We just got to have some fun. You know, we, we keep it. I energize you at the beginning. I, I re-energize you at the end. That's what I do. That's why we make a great team here, Q. 
Yeah, well, now you're going to make me go off and be angry in the rest of the house. And now the rest of the, everyone, the family in the house is affected now because now we're done talking and now I'm fired up. So now everyone's like, oh, damn, we're going to go to bed. This dude, this dude's true. Tell, tell your kids, I said, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to send you a bill, homeboy. <laughs> gonna send me a bill. <laughs> All right, we, we got to cut We got to cut it here. Thanks so much, Q. Uh, thanks for listening to the Locked On NFL podcast. We hope you had a great week. Remember to subscribe. We're on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, uh, radio, uh, Radio.com app that is now Odyssey. Rate us five stars. Leave us a positive comment. All those things help out the show. Back in your ears on Monday when we kick the week off again with the Locked On NFL podcast.